This is the On Call Podcast. Your home for sports, news, pop culture, tech, and the obscure. And of course, your host, Michael Meyer. Hey there, everybody. This is Mike. This is the On Call Podcast. Seeing how y'all are doing today. Let's see, it's a, uh, it's Tuesday night, but uh, this is going to be released Wednesday. A lot going on in the world today, you know. The world's going to hell in a handbasket, really. Favorite athletes getting divorced. Huge Jay Cutler fan. Dude's the man. Uh, he's even more the man now that he decided to uh, tell her to kick rocks when she asked for $5 million to, uh, to to buy a mansion. Like, come on, bro. Now, I uh, typically have someone co-hosting with me, but the, uh, the pregnant missus is eating some sort of Indian food, which I can't fucking stand the smell of. But uh, that's all right. I am drinking a couple of different brews right now. I'm actually drinking uh, today's today's review brew, which is Florida Cracker. It's delicious, but it is not a beer that I think that I would choose to start with. It's, although delicious, uh, it's got a hoppy taste that I don't typically get along too well with when I first start drinking for the night. As a, as I said in the the last pod. I'm really kind of a pussy, so I kind of like to start with a, uh, a little bit like a ultra, ultra gold if I can. So I downed a couple of those and then uh, switched on to the review beer because I wanted to be uh, unbiased. Because I know you guys would hear me take the first sip and I'm like, not my cup of tea. Anyway, what are you guys watching? I know I've tried to put in some hours watching some other stuff, but I don't get to I don't get to watch TV as much as the uh, the furloughed folks. So I'm sure that you guys, as much as you hate it, because you know, no work, no money, it's just certain things that you guys get that I don't get. So you know, I'm working, making money, but I don't get to I don't even get to be upset about how everything's going these days. Uh, other than you know the, the 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 red man in charge doesn't really know what the fuck is going on these days. There's been a lot in uh, social media you know, that is that has had the uh, the pandemic came out and boy, I listened to it because someone shared it with the wife, and I didn't. Pay that close attention to it. But what I did get to see was just how much it fucking blew up. And that was, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of breakdown there. So uh, she hasn't really followed up on it as much. So I would like to have her in to talk about the 
really more of a first impressions video because I don't want her to look it up. And she's not really a conspiracy theorist, but this really kind of changed her mind a little bit. So I want to see her reflection on it without having looked up what else has been said about it because, you know, there's just, we live in the social media world and everyone's just like, oh, you know, little little baby can't get his vaccinations because mom is a, a Googler and she decided that she didn't want their kid to have vaccinations anymore. And there's a lot of that going on these days. The amount of people that I've met who I think thought were more intelligent than they are deciding to not do vaccinations because they claim it causes autism, which has already been debunked umpteen times. And, you know, there's, even though there's not any sports going on, man, the NFL is fucking killing it. You know, they had their schedule released live, so everyone got to do that and watch the NFL Network talk about it. And there's the, you know, they had the draft online. Uh, the the pro days even online. What have the MLB and NBA done? Not a fucking thing. So the, if you're really looking as far as the, uh, the big three, NFL's like got it on lock right now. I got a couple of things I was really hoping to get into. Earl Thomas, boy, there's a new story, right? It's not something I can really relate to, obviously, because I'm not a millionaire. But can you imagine? You just have that ego. You can just decide to go and just cheat on your wife. Go and take your brother with you. Go to this orgy. Have a good old time. And all of a sudden, your wife comes rolling in. Tries to give you a little bit of a scare. So she hacks into your Snapchat account. Sneaks up behind him. Uh, from the sounds of it, she only wanted to scare him. But you know, I mean, if you, if you, if you got a if you got a gun, and you don't know what the fuck you're doing with that gun, well, you're probably not going to do what you want to do. So she, uh, they, the, the large argument ensues, and bam, takes the clip out, forgets there's a round in the chamber. Puts the gun to his head. I mean, oh, it's a joke now, but it very, very easily could have been a murder trial. So, you know, luckily, you know, Earl Thomas is still with us. He's he's a potential. There's a chance out there that he could actually make the Hall of Fame. He's just a phenomenal safety. So we're gonna. I'm excited to see what happens more with that story because he's he's got to throw her under the bus or something, right? And then the, uh, I don't know who else is watching the last dance out there. I gotta be, I gotta admit, I'm a couple episodes behind. But what I have seen is pretty phenomenal. You always gotta wonder what the, the price of greatness, and it looks to be pretty steep. Because Michael Jordan is the the goat, hands down the goat. I think, I don't think there's a comparison between Tom Brady and Michael Jordan between championships and greatness because basketball is a pure, it's almost, if you're a great player, 
you're going to be a great team. And in football, great players do not equal great teams. It's just a sad fact. You know, when there's only five players on a court at a time, your greatness is really going to shine. So that's not something that LeBron has to worry about. Steph Curry, you know, when you're great, your team's going to be good. So Tom Brady's great. He's got championships. But the the effect on the game, whole wholeheartedly, it's, it's MJ. And I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised he did this documentary because, man, he he has he, he has almost no qualms about being the asshole. And even I didn't see this week's episode, but man, everyone's sharing everything about it, and it shows Michael Jordan didn't care about being the asshole because there's a price of winning, and the price of winning is sometimes you got to step on some heads. He talks about he doesn't do anything. He doesn't expect anything that he wouldn't do himself. And, I mean, that might be true. I don't think there's no anyone that he wouldn't sell on down the road if it meant he's going to win. And he won. I'm still, you know, they wouldn't bring, up, bring it up during the, uh, the documentary, but I still think that I think he was forced out of the league because his gambling debts, That's the long, the long-held conspiracy, and I don't see any. I haven't seen anything to really dispute it. And then we have, uh, you know, there's a lot of shit coming out on Netflix right now that I think they're pushing ahead. You know, Outer Banks came out. I'm a couple episodes into that. It's a. Uh, the only way I can really compare it is it's kind of a. Bloodlines meets Ozarks, but. Man, you know. There's no Jason Bateman in Outer Banks, and there's uh, there's no uh, awesome family lineage like Bloodlines. You know, and then you know Netflix likes to cast all these old people to play young parts, and it's just it's hard to believe these sixteen year olds, and it turns out they're fucking thirty. So it's something. It's just it didn't grip me the way the first the first Bloodlines did, and uh. One show I'm looking forward to for sure is Mindhunter. That really got me. It got the wife even. Um, speaking of the wife, we told my daughter today that we're that we're pregnant, and it she handled it way better than I thought, and she's uh she's super excited. So I'm I'm uh, super I'm super happy about that, because you never know you never know how a kid that's seven is gonna handle that sort of news. I really kind of thought she'd be a jerk about it. So the fact that she handled it so well, she cried. She was so happy. And that kid doesn't cry for nothing except for when she's whining about something, like when she doesn't get her way and she wants to pout. But, you know, she did it. She handled it well. And she was super sweet, which made me kind of proud. And uh, social media. Social media, they, people have asked me the, the equipment I've got because the audio change and how much better it sounds right now. So I did, before I found out the pregnancy, I had upgraded my board, which is the big elimination of the hum. So I got a Rodecaster Pro. That has probably been the 
single biggest change, which is cool because you can record multi-track. You know, I can, uh, if I don't feel like using a laptop, just bam, micro SD card. Loving it. Right now, I'm currently recording into like my old MacBook Pro. But if I don't like how it sounds, I'll just erase it and then I'll plug in the micro SD card into the MacBook and then I'll have like a pure audio experience. I haven't had to do that yet. We'll see. I got to thank Ryan Freeman because uh, he had an awesome little thing that he put on Craigslist or on Reddit, which if you need help trying to start a podcast, just check out Reddit. They, they got fucking everything on there. Let me take a sip of this Florida cracker. Mouth's getting dry. Now, I've ordered all this stuff, you know, like from Sweetwater and um, B&H Photo. It has not been without its issues. And it's not to shit on a huge company, but FedEx has just... They have not been winning. That's, that's really all I can say. Ever since the pandemic started, even little things that I've ordered... Even, even the baby's first outfit, shit gets delayed. Um, the board was supposed to arrive originally on a Thursday. And then FedEx emailed me to say that it didn't reach the final, the final distribution company in time and that it would be put on for Saturday. Well, didn't happen. I get an email about that. Oh, well, there was an issue. Uh, with the driver, and it didn't get make it, so it's gonna come on Tuesday. Well, you know when when you get told something that's expensive is gonna come, you kind of want to be home to make sure that it doesn't get left out in the elements. So I was home, nursing while on call, but I knew that they had given me the window of when it would be there. So I'm sitting at home waiting for it to come. Fucking thing didn't show up. Then they tell me that Monday is not even a distribution day for the site. Or for that distribution center, then next available day be Tuesday. I was like, well, fuck me, man. And then Monday afternoon, they, they sent me an email to let me know that it's been on the truck for delivery, and it will be delivered by the end of business day on Monday. All right, cool, 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 Stoked. So I'm thinking I'm going to get it a day earlier than the two delays that they had already given me. And then my doorbell goes off. It's my ring. So the camera went off. Notification that there's motion in the front door. I checked the commotion. Motherfucker threw the thing from his waist onto the ground. And I heard it hit because the, the alarm, the camera went off. I'm like, this is it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm running to the door. Run to the door. And I hear the, as the, the roadcaster hits the fucking ground. And I'm just like, man, this thing was already on back order for weeks. I'm going to be so pissed off if this shit doesn't work. Fortunately, he must have thrown it perfectly flat. Box was perfect condition. Unloaded fine. And uh, anyone who listened to the last episode, it plays fine. Who knows? Maybe it could be better. Never know. Because homeboy, even though fragile, fragile written on the box, it was either a... It's all right. It's all right. It works. It works great so far. I got no complaints, but FedEx has just let me down. Now, the real frustration with FedEx really began yesterday. 
I go, I was, I had just TV stands, TV stand, because I hang TVs on the wall and I wanted to take it off the wall and put it on this desk for the podcast. And it was supposed to be delivered yesterday. Like, cool, cool. I can't wait. And I get a notification from the uh, shop app letting me know that it was delivered. Cool. All right. So it was 10 minutes. I went outside. Truck's up front. It's in my driveway. No package. Oh, okay. All right. He's probably just checking it off, checking off the boxes and everything. And then uh, I was going to move my truck back in because my AC went out and I had to get a new AC put in. But I'm not complaining about the cost of putting in a new AC. I'm complaining by the fact that UPS guy, $20 TV mount is marked as delivered and I can't find it anywhere. I checked the mailbox, checked the garage, checked the front door, checked the app. The app says that it was delivered by the front door. And dude is just sitting in my driveway, wandering from the back of the truck to the front of the truck, back to the truck, front of the truck. And I'm like, okay, you know, he's probably just messing around. He just probably scanned it and just waiting. So then I go to my truck, waiting to set it up because he's blocking the driveway to park it. And he pulls the fuck off. And I got no package. I got a, I got TV stands marked as delivered and nothing on the, the compound grounds. So I have been now in dispute with FedEx and letting that company that sent the TV stands, let them know that I have to mark it as delivered. There is a market is lost because FedEx market is delivered and it's not here. I don't know what's going on with FedEx since this pandemic. I can't really recall any issues I had before this, but ever since this pandemic, man, they have just like, I haven't had, I don't think I've had a delivery yet without a hitch. My hope is that it's just people feeling overworked and maybe letting little things slide, but between packages lost, packages thrown, packages delayed, packages just straight up not delivered and just lying about shit. And then uh, lastly, the mic stand ahead, they they said that the barcode was unreadable, so that got delayed because, and you know what, when they... They, they marked it as unreadable, so it couldn't go on the truck for delivery. The original package, like the original scan code, it was still there. I peeled away the, the, the new one, and there was nothing under it. It's just, it was, it's just one. So they're just lying as a company right now, and I'm kind of frustrated by it because FedEx was supposed to be, you know, one of the best ones. I've never had a problem with UPS. And people can complain but I, I would pay more money to make sure that USPS stays in business because those motherfuckers deliver on Sunday ever since the contract with Amazon. I have, I have no problems with the original Blue and White Eagle of the United States Postal Service. And I know what Brown can do for me, and I'm all for that. FedEx, I don't know what they fucking did to make their, you know, they have their fancy logo where it's an arrow pointing forward. But you know what? You know, just do better at your service and worry less about your, your designs. Because you guys are not delivering the way you should. You guys are letting me down. So that's as, that's really about as dark as my life has gotten lately. It's really just FedEx. 
Um, I'm here in Florida. We began phase one yesterday, and people have lost their fucking mind. They're everywhere. I had to pick up the one of the wife's birthday presents today, so it was late, and her birthday was last Thursday, party last Friday. Well, yeah, I understand certain packages are delayed, whether it's through sales or, you know, increased traffic because people are ordering online instead of going to the store. All right, that's okay with me. I'm, I'm less concerned that her package came late because at least it came and it was undamaged. And I didn't have to deal with this shit with FedEx like I had to do. So I had to go to Best Buy and pick up her uh, her Apple Watch Series 5. And I'll tell you, Best Buy was packed. People must have really missed their electronics. There's more traffic there now than fucking Black Friday, it seemed like. Little restaurants were opened up. They were very clearly over the uh, 25 or 40%, whatever it is. I know this is only phase one, but man, traffic is like nothing ever happened right now. I don't know how it is for anyone else, but people in Florida, the fairly Republican, lower educated, middle school reading, they uh, they were ready for their rights and privileges to be freed and get out of their house, which... You know, now the, the wife has agreed to come on to the show. Clearly not today. She ate her Indian, and I would bet anything dollars to donuts. She is sleeping on the couch. I would like to have her opinion on how she feels everything's going. I know as a woman, she's probably stoked because she can get her nails done. She already made that appointment. She has an appointment for her hairstylist. That's something. I see a balding, buzz-headed dude who doesn't have his... I, I chew on my nails. I always have. I sanitize them more, so I'm licking some disgusting shit, but I've always just bit my nails. So I'm sure she's ecstatic about certain things of uh, phase one coming back. But like me, it's just between work and personal life, it hasn't affected me just how much money I spend on going out and doing shit because I don't have to worry about doing stuff with the kids and like family stuff, which has probably affected the kid more than anything. It's enough words. There's a few things the the wife is uh, hoping to talk about. So it's stuff I have written down and ready to discuss, but it's not something I really want to talk about solo other than, you know, in, uh, in sad sports. I'm really kind of disappointed in the uh, Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler thing because although I'm a man, I was... I was kind of a fan of uh, the hills back in the day and uh, Laguna Beach. So I kind of liked, you know, I kind of always liked Kristen because she was the bitch to Elsie's sweetheart next door neighbor. And then uh, Cutler, it was awesome watching him throw some bombs to Brandon Marshall back in the day. And as a diehard Bear fan, I mean, I love the talent of Jay Cutler. When they struggled, I've... I guess I was kind of an asshole, too, because I'd kind of fair-weather phantom. But uh, nothing. You knew that you know the talent's there. And, you know, it was, uh, what, eight years ago? Should have known better, but, you know, I probably took it out on Jay because the quarterback's later. 
you take the you get the credit, you get the blame. And uh, him telling Chris and Cavallari right now to kick rocks is just a fucking man move. There's a, I just ordered a book, and I'm hoping to uh, uncover some of it with with the podcast listeners because it touches on where I'm from. Now, I'm from a little town in southern Wisconsin, but my family hails from up by the Lining Kugels uh, factory, which is in, uh, it's in Chippewa Falls. My family is from Black River Falls, which is, uh, it's a tiny little place. I think, fuck, at the, at the maximum is like 3,600 people. What I didn't realize was how dark the history was on Black River Falls. Now it's all white people. It's all old, white, Swedish people. Those are my people. My grandpa's from there. And he, he moved to uh, the little town of South Boy where I'm from. Um, but Black River was a tiny old sawmill town. How it became a, a white Swedish town is probably up for debate. I'm hoping the book covers it. But it's a dark and sordid history. Um, stolen from the uh, the Ho-Chunk Indians. But the stories of, like, a woman setting herself on fire to get rid of a sore. There's a, the book is called uh, The Wisconsin Death Trip. You know, it's loaded with a bunch of, like, newspaper clips and uh, stories about what's going on. But apparently suicide and murder was super common back then. Um, let's see, one story. Two young boys run away from home, killed a farmer, squatted on his land until the farmer's brother came home to check on him, after which they shot him too and also killed a police officer before being apprehended. That's the kind of story that'd be fun to talk about. Um, it really kind of goes into shit that podcast that I listened to before I started one. Because I just don't have the time and energy to give you a whole murder podcast, kind of like Glass Pod and stuff like that. I would love to have like a research assistant to help lay out some stuff and do a script like, you know, Marcus, Ben, and Henry Zabrowski. But I don't. I work until early evening and then got a kid to put to bed and cook dinner for. So I'm here to shoot the shit with you guys for a few minutes tonight. That's all you're getting. You might not even want that. The Wisconsin Death Trip. I mean, it's a book. I think it was shit. I think it's from like 1973, and then made into a, a paperback in 2000. So like, it's a, it's a book that's it's old, and I'm hoping that it's worthwhile reading and discussing with you guys. Anyway, this is Sunny Bama. This is my dude. He's got so much good shit. Anyway, this Sunny Bama at the bottom.
Sunny Bama. So, as I had stated, I'd bet dollars to donuts that the wife was asleep on the couch. And during the music break, I checked. I was right. I'll take my donut. Now, typically, I do like to keep this podcast pretty lighthearted, but, uh, you know, I, I do have good news and stuff out there. But, you know, I, uh, I talked about the Black River Falls thing, where my family's from. And I got the book coming, and I'm going to share some of those stories with you if they're uh, worthy. Well, there's just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad in the world right now. And my dad is the one that shared the uh, the Black River Falls stuff. 
So that's why I ordered that book, just because what's a web page going to give you? I figured I'd support the uh, the guy that wrote the book about it, which created the article. Anyway, you know, there's my dad shared another story with me, which I'm surprised he, he usually shares like funny memes and jokes and shit like that. But he, uh, he, he shared another story with me that was kind of dark and depressing. And, uh, I, I feel like I should share this story with you guys because, you know, it's it, the sad fact is that shit's out there, but, uh, and it's a, it's, you don't hear many stories come out of the place. It's from Montana. Grandmother accused of statistically torturing and killing her 12-year-old grandson. She's facing the death penalty. And on top of it, she admits to letting other kids beating the shit out of the kid in her own home while she wasn't there. Uh, her name's Patricia Batts. And it's it's not a news story. I mean, I came out, I think, February uh, 3rd. But the prosecutors, the prosecutors are the ones seeking a death penalty. So I, I don't even think she's the woman that's the one really responsible for the murder. But she's the one that let it happen. And, you know, it's just so fucked up. 12 years old and the kid is beat to death. How long do you think that shit happened? Before this, he's 12 now. You have to think, even a conservative estimate, that's probably saying that half of his life, that poor kid was getting the shit beat out of him. And, you know, I got a seven-year-old, and I, I, can, I can honestly say I have never once spanked her. I just, I, just I, I give the dad look. I take away privileges, whether it's the iPad or TV, timeout times, um, silent time, withholding dessert. I've never had to spank her. Every kid can be rude, and you know, as much as this pandemic has affected all of us, you got to think it's probably affecting a kid a great deal too. You know, we're taking away their entire life. We're ruining the entire structure that they've had. So for me to expect her not to have any sort of outbursts and act like everything's fine and normal when it's not unfair, which, you know, there's, there's a story that's out there now, a a nine-year-old kid, his dad destroyed his computer and the kid's entire Minecraft life. So I know it's not murder, but it's, to me, it's still a pretty good amount of abuse. A nine-year-old kid who spent, you know, in the in the story it said that he had spent a year creating a whole Minecraft world, which included, you know, palaces and a whole life. I don't play Minecraft, but I can't imagine putting a whole year of my life into the game to build a whole environment, which I assume other people can travel to and check out and see. And, and stay there. And for the dad, his he, he destroyed the Minecraft world because the kid was waking up late. You know, we, we have to teach your kids at home right now, which, golly, that's tough. Teachers are very clearly underpaid. 
because it is not easy to homeschool your kids. The fact that these teachers take on 20 kids to teach them a whole curriculum, fucking saints. And they're not making, they're making change. And that this father decided to not only destroy the computer, but destroy this kid's, I mean, at such a young age, if, if you spend a year building that life, that whole thing is a part of you. It's something that I bet will fuck this kid up. And when he turns 18, it's the sort of thing that you leave home and then you don't talk to your dad again. And then there's a lot of parents out there that probably can't even relate because they don't play video games. You know, and ever all these parents that say, oh, these kids these days are so soft and they do this and that and you don't need video games, go outside and play. Well, you know what? The parents that didn't grow up playing video games, it's because those fucking video games didn't exist. And if and if your kid loves video games, because he grew up with them, just like, say, like my dad's in his, his uh, mid to late 50s, he grew up with cars that were awesome and can do all this shit. And you know what? They didn't have all the electronics on them, so you didn't have to have a college degree to work on them and fix them up and have an awesome-ass hot rod. But when I was a kid, they had PCs, and you could play Duke Nukem, which led to the Super Nintendo, which led to the N64. And I had I had a Super, I had a, I had a regular NES, Super NES, N64, Sega Dreamcast, Nintendo GameCube, Nintendo Wii, uh, PS2, PS3, PS4. Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. You know, I have a, um, I have a MacBook Pro. You know, I have to use it for work. Thank God that I grew up playing video games because now I know how to do all the shit on my computer. You know, I have iPhones. I've had every iPhone since the iPhone 3GS. I am obsessed with technology. I have this fancy S board. You cannot fault your kids for being different from you. Because the things that we grow up with didn't even exist when you were a kid. And the fact that a parent thinks it's okay to destroy the life that this kid built is so utterly beyond fucked up to me. Just like my daughter is obsessed with Roblox. I control the time that she can play on it. But if that's how she wants to spend her time whether it's building a life, building rooms for her characters in it, which Roblox is owned by Minecraft, which is owned by Microsoft. I may not understand all of Roblox because I don't play Minecraft, but I'll be damned if I'm going to destroy the life that she built on it because she comes to me so proud when she gets a new accomplishment or she buys these things with her little Roblox bucks. The last thing I want to do is hinder that creative gene that she has. I know it's annoying to watch your kid lay on the couch and play these games. But those games weren't around when I was a kid. Like, I I did have a Game Boy Color. But damn, those fucking batteries would die so quick. I played Pokemon on it. And thankfully my dad didn't freak out on me about it because I wouldn't have 
I, I would have resented him for it because as I get on down the line, I still love video games. I'm 31. That's probably one of my, one of the traits that the wife is most annoyed about. I play Madden still. I play Diablo still. But I will say, it is the most important way that I keep in contact with my best friend who, uh, his name's Brandon. I have been friends with him since I was still three years old. I met him at his fourth birthday at a bowling party because, you know, I don't even know. I wasn't even invited to his birthday, but I met him there. And from that point on, August 19th of 1992, and he's been my best friend ever since. If not for him, I wouldn't have worked a farm. I wouldn't have grown up riding four-wheelers. I wouldn't have ridden cows, horses. I wouldn't have um, castrated bulls. I wouldn't have just grown up on a farm. I spent weeks at a clip in a farm in the middle of Wisconsin, in, in Hillsborough County, Wisconsin, if not for that one chance encounter, which still play video games with him today. So be careful. Think about what you're doing as a parent because there's a good chance one decision that you make to punish your child could alter the course of the relationship between your kid the rest of both of your lives. That went on quite a tirade. And that wasn't, I mean, that wasn't the attended point, but I'm glad, I'm glad I went on it because I do think it's important because every, every generation spews shit about how the generation that's younger than them is worse and things just aren't the way they used to be. Yeah, well, you know what? They're not supposed to be. If we stayed what we were, we wouldn't advance. And I think if we focus on the future and promoting these odd little creative geniuses in any any way, shape, or form is how you advance as a culture, as a community. And, you know, everyone's afraid to let their kid go out. Oh, we can't. You, you can't go out across the street, Susie, because, you know, there's, a, there's pedophiles out there. Despite the fact that we live in the safest the safest time in, a, in human history. News has created this sort of fear that you cannot go out. You can't go and do this and that because there's bad people out there. Yeah, well, guess what? In the 70s, when when your parents were out there playing, you just kick your fucking kid out in the street and be like, oh, come home when the lights come on. Come home and I ring the, the cowbell for dinner. And when I give out a little... That's your time to be home, Susie. You got to come home when the f -f -f comes off. And it, we're so overprotective now. And I'm the same way. I am super protective. I have yelled at my kid for being out of line of sight riding a bike. And so, uh, obviously I'm part of the, the reason for, like, I'm part of the problem. I've, I've been instilled fear. Still going to do it. So for me to think about taking away 
the weird way to make friends. Granted, kids kids make friends electronically now. That's just how it is. Whether it's Facebook, you know, I talk to people on Reddit and Twitter, Facebook, not Snapchat. I use Snapchat mainly just for the friends I already have. But that's how that's the way to make friends now. And you can't hinder them making friends all the time electronically. Monitor your kids electronically because they're weak and vulnerable. You got to make sure that because they don't fucking know. They're innocent. They don't assume bad things that we do. We teach them the bad things and then it makes them afraid. So let me be afraid for you. You go and have fun. I'll check it later when you're sleeping just to make sure everything's okay. But I can't stop her from making friends that way because we already hinder them in the physical world. Let them enjoy the electronic world. Let that creativity blossom. It's going to be okay. Just don't let someone touch your kid and don't let them send naked pictures. Don't let them follow Uncle Rico 69 on the websites. You know, keep them out of chat rooms. That's where the fucking freaks are. Or they were when I was a teenager. So we talked. I had that long-ass tirade about kids and the fucking evil in the world. I know I had something else I wanted to fucking talk about, but I got thrown off. Oh, you know, God damn it. Yes. The evil in the world. You know, I'm odd. I just have to say, I am blessed to be white in 2020 America. I can't believe that a murder from, I think, February, Ahmad Aubrey. It was, it was in Georgia. I think it was just outside of Atlanta. And, you know, just, it's crazy to me. It's, it's, I grew up in, a, obviously, uh, a little white town. There wasn't a whole lot of, of black people there, but I will say I was super, I was, I was friends with all the black people there. I didn't grow up with a lot of black friends. And they didn't talk about this shit like this that goes on. But Ahmaud Aubrey, from little podunk town in, outside of Atlanta, he was shot and murdered while fucking jogging. I don't, I don't get it. I just don't, you know. This. This sort of shit was supposed to, supposed to be done. From the 60s, Martin Luther King fighting for equal rights. The, the guilty until a proven innocent of being a black man. Like, I, can, oh, I, I, can't, I can't even truly fathom it. White privilege is a thing. I realize that. And I, I wish I could speak to more black people to describe it to me in a way to just help understand, even if they would come on here and discuss it with me. Because, you know, I think ignorance breeds hate. And that's the last thing I want. I'm ignorant. I'm not hateful. I just truly don't understand. And the amount of and hate, the, the hate and resentment and 
for no reason. I, I, I truly don't understand that you see a black guy running down the street. You want to, you and, and you're taking your kid. So the, the, the kid, I think is my age. I'm 31. His father and son driving down some fucking street, go and harass and stop this black dude. Who's just going for a fucking jog. And they shoot him in cold blooded murder and use the excuse that, oh, there was a local robbery, which come to light now, there was no active investigations, no 9-11 calls in the call logs to say that there was a black person who had robbed anyone. So that's a completely fabricated lie to try to use the self-defense plea. It's just one of those things that just leaves me, it truly leaves me at a kind of a loss for words. I saw Chris Tucker and his son went on a run in memory of, granted, what's a run going to do other than just try to get some light on you for social media purposes? It was just a young black kid running down the street. And when confronted and stopped with a shotgun in his face, he defended himself. He got blasted with a shotgun at point blank range. And I don't know what this, if it was the son or the dad. You know, just two ignorant, bearded white people shooting from a truck, the bed of a truck, and right in front of the kid. It's fucking crazy. Um, you know, I hope I hope more comes to light with this. I didn't really want to go on such a dark tangent to end the show. I really wanted it to be more lighthearted. But uh, it's really just kind of how the news news brought me today. I don't have a, a whole lot of light to bring uh, other than, you know, I, I started, I'm, I want to end the show maybe with, with how I started the show. My daughter was super happy, so happy, in fact, that she cried when we told her that we were going to have a kid. So, you know, I'm having the wife on. She seemed pretty interested and wants to come on on Friday night. I'll be drinking for two again, which is always a great thing for me. I would uh, I want to discuss more maybe with um, total numbers on the coronavirus because phase one started. We're going to start seeing either a spike in cases or find out that maybe I was full of shit and we don't know at all how it's actually passed or not. Um, I want to hit you with the first impressions of how the wife thought pandemic was, which is hilarious. You can't even fucking find the video to watch. It is... It is so faulty that it's pulled off of YouTube, Facebook, Vimeo. But, you know, she's now on number one times, like a, like a New York Times bestseller. Her book is sold out of everywhere. So, as corrupt as it is, bitch knows how to fucking market herself. No kidding, right? Um, an update, and it's a, I f- did the, the pandemic, did the coronavirus begin in Wuhan, China? I have a story that is verified. We might not know where it actually started. Uh, I have a new set of headphones. If FedEx doesn't fucking throw the package or lose it somewhere in transit, it's supposed to be here on Thursday. 
I'm going to end up having to file with a better business bureau or something. I don't know if the guy that delivers for FedEx hates me or what. Something's going on. I have some more stories for you. I'll watch a show or two. And uh, can't wait to talk to you guys again. I uh, I want to give a, a little shout out because there's, there's a couple podcasts out there that are just, they're just so fucking supportive. They deserve, they deserve follows and respect and listens. And uh, one of them is the the She's Napping Pod. They brought up the the pandemic. It was it was pretty funny to listen to their reaction upon the video release that was uh, last Thursday. That's at She's Napping Pod. S H E S N A P P I N G P O D. It was hilarious because you can tell they're fairly educated and they have experience. And uh, to hear the unfiltered response was pretty exciting and. Uh, it's a good listen, so give that a listen. It was came, it came out last week. And uh, my girls over at the uh, Girls Beer Sports Podcast. That's uh, Girls Beer Sports. Girls minus the I. G-R-L-S-B-E-E-R-S-P-O-R-T-S. Those, that's, that's a group of classy broads there. I tell you what. They just did the best basketball movies. So if you want to listen to their last three episodes, that was pretty funny. I disagree with their outcome, though, just so you guys know. Um, next week, they're going to be doing the the best football movies, which, since it's not come out, my bold prediction, best football movie for me is going to have to be Remember the Titans with Coach Boone, Gary Brutier, the uh, a very young Hayden Penitieri, don't know if they're going to include TV shows because there's been a few. There's been a few TV shows about football, including the Playmakers on ESPN way back when, which that show's hitting pretty close to home these days. Um, what do you guys think is one of the best sports movies out there? Um, what was it? The well, now there's uh, the new uh, the All American TV show with Tay Diggs. Although the, the the football action, they're not great. Uh, if you're looking for a less family fun football movie, I was having this debate with myself. The adult version of Any Given Sunday. I do not love Lawrence Taylor, Ella Cool J, Stephen Willie Beam, and Al Pacino. So between those two, those are honestly like my two number one seeds. The lighthearted and warm Disney. Um, Coach Boone. And the uh, all uh, remember the Titans or the much more adult lewd any given Sunday. So this has been the uh, oh, anyway again. Give a listen to the girls' beer sports podcast. They're a they're a hoot. Uh, if there's any other podcast suggestions, love to hear them. The uh, like, I'd listen to the pod, but they don't need my endorsement. They're huge. They already work with Pat McAfee, who he has like 100,000 people watch his fucking show live. I love the Pat McAfee show. I truly love McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk, and I listen to the pod in the car all the time. I don't need to support a huge podcast. They're already a brand. They're, they're live for like four and a half hours a day. I'm going to listen to them still but they're not the people I'm going to promote. She's Napping Pod, 
and the Girls Beer Sports Podcast. They're awesome. You know who else is fabulous? Is uh, the the uh, next man up with MJ Hurley. He's got a new podcast. Who congratulations to him. Just uh, graduated, I think, his sophomore year at Bradley University. Good for him. Excuse me. Uh, another one. Goodness gracious, I got the burps now. Who was it? They're a newer podcast like mine, and they deserve a bunch of it. That's the Thirst and Goal podcast. Super friendly guys, and they uh, they just recently started doing kind of remote broadcasts. Gotta love that. I intend to do that in the future too. But they did it. They sound fabulous, and who doesn't love to discuss sports? You know? I suppose I should try to be a little less sporty because everyone covers sports. We'll see how you guys like the uh, the tirade. Um, another one, give the uh, the fat, drunk, and stupid podcast a listen, which is FDS Podcast Seven. They got to work on the name probably a little bit. It's not the it's, it's gonna be a hard one to follow. But like Thirst and Goal Podcast, it's Goal Thirst at Goal Thirst. Give them a listen wherever you listen to podcasts. My mouth is dry. My beer is warm. My eyes are heavy and tired. I'm going to talk about uh, the pandemic with the wife. I'll uh, tell you how the, the next FedEx post goes. Uh, the haunting of Black River Falls, that's coming up next. And then uh, I've been writing it down for three weeks. I want to read a little bit about Albert Fish to you guys, uh, specifically the Grace Bud Letter. This has been the... Uh, the On Call Podcast. I hope you guys have a fucking fabulous evening. Although if you listen to this tomorrow, a good morning, a good afternoon, and a good night. Stay safe, all you cool cats and kittens. Thanks for listening to the On Call Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at OnCallPod. Interested in being a sponsor or want to be on the show? Drop us an email at OnCallPod at gmail.com. For more info, go to oddcallpod.com.